2: Glenn
1: Beck, The Blaze Radio Network. But unlike the rest of the world, America had the good sense and decency to end slavery. In America, there's no caste system, and yet at every turn we're bombarded by how bad blacks have it because of whites and how unfair the so-called white system is to blacks. Actually, it's not by Pat Buchanan, but uh, all people, including those who are here illegally, have it better in America than they would have it anywhere else on Earth. And yet blacks are encouraged to blame their ills on whites. Still, the bastardization of whites continues. The white law enforcement personnel are racist for defending themselves against black criminals, especially when bad things happen to black criminals. To put it succinctly, the single greatest non-biblical truth today is that many times the majority of blacks are their own worst enemies. But as I've said, the law of uh, unintended consequences. To that end, sooner or later, a pendulum reaches its arc and starts to swing back in the other direction. How long before white people, many of whom are growing increasingly resentful at being falsely maligned, decide to respond in kind? This is David, David Duke, who is running. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. No, this is Michael Massey. He's a black ordained minister uh, and the chairman of the Racial Policy Center, a think tank in Washington, D.C. We have to get him on. And make him a part of the conversation that we are are having. Because we do need to listen. We do need to be open. We need to stop trying to win. But somebody also needs to speak the truth at the same time that can be heard um, in communities other than the community that I live in. Lawrence Jones is uh, with us tonight. Big special at 5 p.m. only on The Blaze. Mm -hmm. NBC, I think, is... Did NBC buy this special from us? Are they doing something? Uh, I think we're negotiating with yeah. them right now. Um, NBC wants to play this as well after The Blaze. A lot of uh, networks. At some point, yeah. Um, so uh, you can see it tonight, uh, exclusive. The only interview done with um, anybody uh, with the the shooter's family. And what's amazing is the shooter, who I don't believe... I believe was the guy that the parents think that he is, right. you know, that they defend him as. Right. But I don't think he was that guy, obviously, when he went out to shoot everybody.
2: Right.
1: Um, but he's, he, do, he, he didn't hate whites because his stepmother is white, and she helped raise him. And he's they one go of the biggest defenders of him.: big-time defender. She's like, he went to the family reunions. He loves all the white relatives, there's no problem here.
2: There were moments in the interview where the mom and dad had to calm her down because she wanted to take it further and further and further because she believed it. She believed that she was very emotional. Um, But it's clear that there was this constant battle with this young man. Um, And the parents are still, like many of them, trying to understand it from the interview. That's what I got from them. They weren't able to, at that point, to make the connection to what he had become to the son from where the son they raised and loved.
0: I would speculate that just because he loved his mom and his white relatives doesn't mean he didn't hate white people. I I, I don't I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. Well, I, I mean, mean, Barack Obama had a white mom too, and I I, I don't know that he's that excited about white people, uh, honestly. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, but his white mother was not in necessarily in love with white people either, right? So, uh, the, and these people don't seem to have a problem. I mean, this was a—you no. told me we walking that. out. Yeah, yeah. that this was this was the mm-hmm. a milk toast, middle of the road, middle America kind of home and people.
2: Right, right. I, I didn't get that impression at all. I, I believe that the term "racist" has become such a loose word. Racism is I hate you, you know, not just the person that is being uh, prejudiced. Mm -hmm. That's not racism. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have our certain prejudice. Um, We all have our certain um, discriminations that we do based on our experiences. But the term racism, the people that actually hate you for who you are because of the color of your skin, you know, the View had this thing with Whoopi Goldberg uh, one time, and I, and I rarely agree with Whoopi. And Raven Simone was like, "That's racist! That that's racist!" And she was like, "Honey, you haven't experienced racism. Mm. You watch a man get hung because he looked at a white girl. And then you tell me that you've experienced racism today. We use the word way too loosely."
1: Oh. It- in all things, you hear about the guy at Yale, um, he works at Yale. he went into uh, i think it 's Calhoun Hall, which is one of the you know dining halls and they they each have their own kind of halls and it's it looks like a Harry Potter you know Yale looks like you expect Ivy League schools to look. It looks like a Harry Potter thing, very gothic, and there 's these two hundred and fifty year old stained glass windows. Mm-hmm. Reflecting the life of Calhoun. I don't know anything about Calhoun, but in the story, they didn't even say what was in the stained glass window. Uh, It just said uh, windows that depict his life. And uh, a a guy took a broomstick because he didn't like what was in it. He he felt that window was racist. And he broke that 250 year old historic stained glass window. And the students applaud him for it now, are bailing him out. Mm-hmm. Yale just wanted him to apologize, and then he quit. Mm-hmm. They weren't going to fire him for that. Mm-hmm. This is insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a right to break and destroy property because y- it makes you feel a certain way? I was taught that you are in control of your feelings. Mm-hmm. Nothing can make you feel a certain way unless you allow it to.
2: Most definitely. Most definitely. Most definitely.
1: So, what are we going to see tonight, Lawrence, that we that we don't know? What 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 is the thing you come a, have you seen it yet? Have you seen the full thing?
2: Yeah, I've been involved with the editing processes, but I haven't saw the full thing because I'm, What is the, what is the feeling that you now have
1: because you were really raw when you came back? Yeah, it's a
2: journey. It's a journey getting to understand them as people. And I want people to understand that you got to watch the entire thing. I get to know them as parents. I get to know them as they saw their child before the shooting. Then I enter into, let's talk about your son. What was the transition? Then I get into the tough questions of asking them why he did this. Are All these allegations or true? Then I could talk about how can we they're, heal America? They're diametrically opposed to themselves at
1: times. Mm-hmm. For instance, mom is a gun owner. Mm-hmm. Carries a gun, isn't she a concealed mm-hmm. weapons holder? All of them have guns, yeah. Yes. And knives, she said. Yeah, so, <laughs> so they, all, they all carry guns. And yet mom also kind of went against the Second Amendment and said, some,
2: what was it? Well, she, she went against this. She, she said that maybe, you know, these guns should, and, and she admitted that she didn't know a lot about guns. But she said she can blast somebody if they walked in her house. But she then said after saying maybe we shouldn't have all this gun and ammunition that the gun never commits the crime, that people do it. So there was this moral uh, argument as well as being in her motions of the state and probably thinking that if her son hadn't had the guns, we wouldn't have been here.
1: Do you believe they believe he did it and acted alone?
2: Oh, they believe he did it. They actually said he did it, but I think they're still coping with all of the elements. Like, for instance, they'll hear in an interview about um, the bombs. They don't believe that portion yet. They don't believe that. Maybe two weeks, if I have the pleasure to, to speak with them again, maybe they will come into acknowledgement of that. But right now... They, well, there's, there's no, no
1: evidence there. of the bombs, is there?
0: It's a weird because they, they, I keep hearing that on the news and they're mm-hmm. talking about how you know, he had these things in his house and they were, he may have been planning something much larger. Mm-hmm. Uh, he certainly at the time, the reports were that he threatened to do these things and there were bombs mm-hmm. all over the city, but they haven't been finding bombs mm-hmm. all over the city. So uh, I, I don't know exactly where that goes mm-hmm. uh, from here. I mean, I, it's a, it would be a weird thing for him to do, you would think, mm-hmm. if he planned this giant attack. And then had all these bomb-making materials and decided, you know, I'm going to bail on the bombs and just and go down and just try to shoot a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, when someone goes through that process to acquire the materials, that's the, that's the time you're most likely to get caught.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, do you know why – did they blow him up after 45 minutes of, of, of uh, negotiation because they thought he was going to set off other bombs Or why did why did they just? I've
2: never seen that before. I'm concerned about that. I am too. And I know some people may disagree with me, but I am very concerned about the precedent that this sets uh, on the homeland. And I'm your judge, jury, and
1: executioner. Now, in his case, we knew he was guilty. Right. But unless he could do, I mean, unless we were in fear for lives, which we may have been. I don't know. And that's why I asked about the bombs. The police chief has said he was. Yeah. He, was he was afraid mm. for his men. And that's why they sent in the bomb. Mm-hmm. And that was the only way where he was positioned in the garage. They couldn't
2: uh, use a sniper. Well, I even talked to the... That's what I was told. When I talked to the parents, they were very angry about that. And it led me to... She, was, she directly said the police chief. She had been supportive of the law enforcement throughout the interview, but she was very upset that they blew him up. And I then questioned her, did she know the police chief's son killed the cop? And they end up killing his son. And it took her for a minute to process that. She didn't know. But I think her perspective started to change after I told her that, as far as her judgment on the police chief.
1: Tonight at uh, 5 o'clock, uh, Lawrence Jones, um, he did not pursue this. In fact, he didn't really want it. Um, eh, this is not what he does for a living. Um, but he, um, they called him and said, we just saw you on TV and we want to talk to you out of all the press people. And so he went and he did an interview. Take it for what it is worth. It is a family grieving. But I think the answers on what happened... Are all there? I'm sorry, but I don't believe them. I mean, I think they're trying to believe that he wasn't involved with the Nation of Islam or mm-hmm. you know the Black Panthers. But the signs are all there that he was. You know, he comes back, and all of a sudden he stops drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, he he starts cleaning up his life. He's he's you know talking about black you know black power stuff. Then there's the other thing that that nobody in the press has picked up that we released on monday and that is that he was motivated by a facebook post Mm. something on bet and uh that went viral and that was his father said that was kind of the last straw may may i indulge just for a moment
0: i know you don't want me to do this but may i indulge myself just for a moment can you imagine if a shooting like this happened and the parents of the shooter said you know what he was very fired up about that Glenn Beck show he had just watched. Oh, my God. He gosh. was very fired up about that Rush Limbaugh show. He, he saw a speech from They're Rush Limbaugh, to, and he got very fired up about it. It
1: wasn't true. We had You'd to talk him down. We had to
0: talk him down from what Glenn Beck said. Yep. And eventually, we were able to settle him down, we thought. But then he went out and did this. Can you imagine? Imagine what the news would be I'd saying be out of about that today.
1: I'd be out of work today. Oh, no question. Yeah, I'd be out of work today. You would have Yet. lost every sponsor. Who was who was the uh, who was the artist at the BET Awards? Uh, Jesse Williams.
2: Uh, yeah, but his. Dad, I
1: don't think we ever played that. We no, we did we, we I think
2: his, his dad was very adamant about telling him, "Son, there were aspects of the speech that was right, but there." Some aspects was wrong. They were wrong, too. And he was calming him down about it because his, his dad didn't say that led him to do it. But he was adamant that when he, that was the last time he talked to him about that speech. And he knew his son mm. was upset about that. Now, we know later that this happened. You can speculate and say that.
1: But. While you're there on, you know, this is the last conversation that he had with his son. I want to play one of the police officer's children nine-year-old girl dad was going out to finish his last shift his last shift he was retiring and i think this is the last time he was going out on the streets and he was leaving the house and he said she was leaving the house and he was leaving the house and they just said goodbye as she was going out for a movie and he was going to work and he said come here back here give me a hug and kiss well you never know this might be the last time we hug and kiss listen to her just getting to it now here this is heart-wrenching he was
0: leaving to go to work and i was leaving to go to a movie and he said to me what if this is the last time you ever kissed me or hugged me
1: did he always say that
0: no
2: that was probably the first time he ever said that
1: was his kiss any different
2: yes it was oh It just felt different to me. I thought something bad was going to happen. Glenn Beck, The Blaze Radio
1: Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home.